Welcome to a very special edition of Making the Case. I'm Avery Mann. I've spent my career fighting crime and helping victims through the hit Fox TV series, America's Most Wanted, and the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. It's a mission that I'm really proud of. So today, I'm thrilled to welcome award-winning journalist, Elizabeth Vargas, and executive producer, John Farrakhani, to Making the Case, Inside America's Most Wanted. Elizabeth is the host of the new America's Most Wanted series, airing Mondays at 9, 8 central on Fox. And John is the showrunner. It's great to have you both on the show today. Thanks so much for being here. Happy to be here. Thank you. Elizabeth, you've worked in the news business for a long time. You were a correspondent on NBC's Dateline. Then you hosted ABC's 2020, which are two of the longest running primetime TV series in history. And now you're hosting another show that was on the air during its original run for 25 years. Why did you decide to host this new America's Most Wanted? This is a show that I watched for years and was a huge fan of for years. Basically, when they told me they were bringing it back and offered me the job to host it, I jumped. Um, (laughs) It's an amazing show. It's iconic. And in the 10 years since it went off the air on Fox, with the explosion of technology now, what we can do is astonishing. So... Um, As you said, I've spent many, many years reporting on true crime. This show is unique in that it gives you the opportunity not just to report on true crime and to tell these stories in a gripping way, but also to offer our viewers a chance to actually do something about it, to help bring justice and catch these fugitives. It's, It's an amazing thing. I couldn't be more excited. Yeah, and I remember from all my years on the show, too, I mean, just getting those those comments from the viewers and seeing the responses of, of families and different organizations that were, were helped is truly amazing. John, you're also a news veteran with tons of experience in live news and live TV. So this is something a little different for you. The original America's Most Went and went off the air in 2011. Why is now, 2021, the right time to bring this iconic series back to Fox? It is a little different for me. You're, you're definitely right. But it's also, you know, kind of right in my wheelhouse as well. You know, as you as you noted, I spent years and years working in live news control rooms and dealing with crime stories and apprehension of, of criminals and prosecutions and in my years in local news and at ABC News telling those crime stories that are fascinating and also scary for for viewers and helping get uh, get justice so the two spheres align right the, the live news and and this show as far as skill set and storytelling and that sort of thing so those there there are some alignments there you know i think elizabeth really uh, alluded to um the reason why this show's back on the air you know it's technology 10 years ago we weren't in the same place where everybody had a uh, HD camera essentially in their pocket with them at mm-hmm. all times, right? We, you know, that was kind of like the beginning of when everybody was starting to get iPhones. I think I got my first iPhone in, uh, in like 2011, probably. So right around that time is like when everybody had a camera in their pocket and everybody had 4G, you know, or probably even 3G at the time. But, you know, the ability to send in a live video or a nearly live video, the ability to send in a photograph, the ability to update your Facebook and your Twitter from your mobile device, that 
you know, in, in 07, 06, 05, you know, 09, that wasn't really happening. And that's happening every single day for, you know, millions, tens of millions, hundreds of millions of Americans. So that ability to interact in real time wherever you are with us to pick up the phone you can pick up the phone and call our uh, call our our, uh, our tip center like the show did for 30 plus years you can still do that but there's also an ability to connect with us via the web and send us data and locations and an image that kind of thing, you know, all in real time, wherever you are. And so that's part of it, that interactivity. And then the other part is like the technology that we can use as far as graphics and storytelling, um, mapping and um, age progression and, and a lot of other technology that we're utilizing so we can give the audience the clues they need to help catch these folks. Because that's why we're here. We are here to go after these folks who are wanted men and women uh, who have uh, committed crimes and and law enforcement? They all have said this is a top top target. We want to get this person, and and so that's why we're here. We want to we want to uh, protect uh, protect the streets and keep Americans safe as they're going about their daily business. Yeah, it's really amazing, and the fact that you have this background in news. I mean, I think one of the the really really cool things about America's Most Wanted is because it's crime and because all networks cover crime. I mean, whether it was on Good Morning America, the Today Show, Fox News Channel, CBS, you know, this morning, I mean, so many news organizations covered America's Most Wanted cases. And I think that just brings more attention to the show. I, I think that's a, a fantastic opportunity that the show will again be able to participate in. Elizabeth, during your career, you've covered huge stories and big personalities all around the world. And you also host A&E Investigate, so crime is obviously not new to you. On America's Most Wanted, the show will help authorities to get justice by engaging the public, asking them to be, you know, armchair detectives. What are the new ways viewers who have information will be able to connect directly with the show? Well, I think John just outlined some of them, but they're, you know, that's the key. True crime, which I've spent decades of my career, as you just pointed out, doing. There are entire cable news networks dedicated um, or basic cable networks dedicated to true crime. And this is, there is an, it seems to be an insatiable appetite for it. And I'm not surprised. I mean, look at the New York Times bestseller list, all the books on fiction, half of them are mysteries or thrillers. Um, same thing at the the movie theaters when they were all open and doing business. Um, if you go on Netflix now and stream, people like this. You know, the difference with true crime, of course, obviously, is it's true. But in our show, we're, we're going one step further, which is, offering our audience a chance to actually do something, to be actively engaged in these true crime stories. They can immediately, uh, with their phones, take pictures, send us tips, immediately ask us questions um, on social media platform sites. They can immediately see with our new technology, you know, my most, the most exciting thing for me as far as the technology is these 3D avatars that we have in our show where I'm standing next to this fugitive. You get a Incredible. chance to see how tall he or she is compared to me. I can walk around them, point out, you know, tattoos that are distinctive or in the case of one of our suspects in our premiere episode, an odd anomaly, you know, a deformity on his thumb that it would be very difficult to hide. So no matter what he does to change his appearance, he's still going to have this weird thing on his thumb that people might see. So we have an enormous opportunity for people to actually engage with and see these people, these fugitives, many of whom have already been convicted, by the way. 
one of our fugitives, you know, escaped, was convicted twice for murder and escaped prison twice. So these are dangerous people, you know, who need to be off the streets. And yeah. I have to say in the course of my career, you know, every single one of those hour long specials that I did on true crime, I always sat down to interview the victims of that crime. And it was gut-wrenching to do that sometimes. I mean, I had a hard time sometimes keeping it together because what these people have experienced is so painful and so excruciating. So the chance to now not only tell these true crime stories, but offer these victims of crime a chance to get justice and resolution to this horrific ordeal they've been through that's really a gift. I, I, that's what makes this show so distinctive, as I'm sure you know, having worked on it all those years. <laughs> I was on that original set. I remember catching little things that were misspelled. It was, it was pretty basic. This sounds completely different. Besides this amazing 3D technology and, and you know, I'm thinking holograms, I, you know, I can't wait to, to see it next Monday night. What else will be on the set that you'll be able to interact with? I mean, what, what's it going to look like in 2021 compared to the obviously more simple sets of the late 80s, the 90s, the two, early 2000s? Well, first of all, I need to say that you guys did an extraordinary job with this show in its first run. So there are many parts of the show that will look just like the old show. We are telling these stories. We have people who are on the phone banks, you know, the old fashioned way, call, you know, taking people's calls and people's tips. We have experts, you know, Paul Holes, who's a very, you know, helped catch the Golden State Killer, is one of our experts on the show. And he'll be on with me every, every single show to talk about, for example, our fugitive map tracker, which can outline in a very compelling visual way all the places this fugitive has been or has been cited or has, as he calls it, anchor spots, like little places we know he's been here. We, we know he has a brother there. We know he has a son here. We know he's visited here. We know he called there. And these are all places for our viewers to see in real life, in real time. Oh, I've been there. Or, you know, my sister lives there. Maybe she knows this guy. I took a vacation down to Costa Rica. That guy was sighted there. Oh, so it's a great way to bring that to life. I remember when the original America's Most Wanted was invited to Interpol to profile some of the crimes that you're talking about. And we thought, right. you know, Interpol is going to be so incredible. You know, law enforcement agencies from over 200 countries are going to be there. They're going to have all this technology. This new America's Most Wanted set is going to be, I think, 10 times better than anything we saw there. I wouldn't be surprised if international law enforcement wants to find out some of the ways that the America's Most Wanted of today is catching fugitives because it's so, it's so cutting edge. It is cutting edge, and that's what makes it so exciting. And what that that's what we hope will make it even easier for our viewers to help bring these people to justice or help resolve crimes. I live in New York City. I follow the NYPD on Twitter. A couple of weeks ago, some thug shoved an elderly Asian woman really brutally down in the street. Horrible. It was a terrible crime. The NYPD caught a screenshot of the suspect's face, posted it on Twitter, and said, have you seen this guy? And one day later, he was arrested because people on Twitter, somebody recognized him and called the police. 
already we see law enforcement agencies across the country using social media to great effect to dramatically arrest and apprehend people that they're looking for. We as a show, we're now bringing that all together in one place. So all, you know, NYPD, for example, only reaches people in New York City following NYPD on Twitter. We now have a national platform. We can show that suspect screenshot, you know, to a national audience and increase the pool and increase the chances that somebody out there has seen this person and can call and help police arrest him. Well, I remember people would always ask, you know, how many how many captures, you know, do you have on America's Most Wanted? And we could we could give them the number, which was usually the big number, but then they wanted to know, well, how many fugitives do you catch every week. And it was about one a week, but we could have had anywhere from two to 10 cases. I can imagine with the new technology, America's Most Wanted 2021 is going to catch a lot of people. And and John, I know as the showrunner, you must, you must have the golden keys to know everything. Can you share any further details about what we might be able to see on the new set of America's Most, Most Wanted, who we might see, and some of the other technology that you think will help catch more criminals? I want to be a little bit careful. Um, you know, we, we haven't we haven't quite aired yet. We are honoring what this show has been since February of 1988, which is was a, a heavy recreation kind of show. You know, show the audience who the who the the criminal is. Show the audience who who the characters in the story are, what happened during the crime, and then you know how they went on the run. We are doing that. We are absolutely like leaning into what worked, what caught 1,186 fugitives. So that's a a key part of our show. And then we've talked about the map tracker. We've talked about some of our experts. We've talked about the avatars. We will also use a little green screen to take you into some of the, um, uh, to take you back into some of the crime scenes. So cool. um, that, uh, That you'll see in through the series. And then social media, you know, I think, I think we've, we've talked through most of the, um, the technology, um, but I, when you package all that together, right, you package the connectivity, uh, yeah. because we all have these mobile phones now, and then the graphics that we can do to better showcase and give the audience tips. And then, you know, the, the recreations, um, we, have, you know, send out huge thank yous to the, to the FBI, especially the U.S. Marshal. And then there are a lot of, you know, local police departments that have been amazing. And I hope we can, we can give them catches. So this show is, is, you know, kind of a hybrid of what worked for catching, catching folks in the past and modern updates that are really the reason that we're back on the air, back on the air after a 10 year, after a 10 year break. Yeah. I mean, it is a 10 year break. And I know from my years in TV publicity, that can be really tough sometimes when a new show comes out and you're trying to get attention for it and you're trying to get people to write about it. But I've heard that everyone wants to talk to you about the new show, Entertainment Tonight, Extra, the Associated Press, of course, all the Fox affiliates, the Fox affiliates. How excited do people seem to be that America's Most Wanted is coming back? And 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 what have fans been saying? Either of you can can respond. Well, I think that America's Most Wanted has such a legacy. It is, you know, it is an iconic show. I, I mean, I don't even know what the numbers are as far as intellectual property goes, but everybody knows of America's Most Wanted. Everybody knows what the show is about. So thanks to all of your work and and John's work, John Walsh's work and everybody else's work over the years. So yes, it, this is like bl- bringing back a beloved franchise. And because of that, there's huge interest in it. You know, people are really, really excited. And we're really, really excited. 
and yeah, the, the interest in this has been extraordinary. Um, and we're just hoping to relaunch, you know, what is a classic, amazing show that was a huge hit and has a, a place in television history. We want to relaunch it in a way that honors the DNA of that show and updates it with all the exciting new technology. So it's been it's been a lot of fun and there's been a huge interest and in, you know we've done a lot of interviews like this and people are really really curious to see what we can do now. Well, we can hear the excitement in your voice. Hopefully you can hear it in mine. When we come back, Elizabeth and John will tell us even more inside information about the return of America's most wanted. Mondays at 9, 8 Central on Fox. It's the show that brings the best of America together to defeat the worst. Monday on Fox, the groundbreaking real-life crime-fighting TV series America's Most Wanted returns with investigative reporter Elizabeth Vargas. Utilizing social media, amazing new crime-fighting technologies, and a team of experts, the show could help you try to solve a murder or reunite a missing child with their family. Be there as Elizabeth Vargas hosts America's Most Wanted, Mondays at 9, 8 Central, right after 911 on Fox. We're back with the host of America's Most Wanted, Elizabeth Vargas, and showrunner and executive producer, John Farrakhani. Thanks again to both of you for being here. Elizabeth, like its predecessor, the show will continue its relationship with law enforcement, including at the federal level with the FBI and the U.S. Marshals. Do you think there's going to be any friendly competition among the law enforcement agencies to get their cases on America's Most Wanted? Because I definitely remember some of that. Listen, we welcome friendly competition. We would love to have always the most compelling cases and the most um, urgent manhunts um, to, to profile on America's Most Wanted. We want the best cases. We want all sorts of different cases, too. And, and we really have cast the, the net pretty wide in the first uh, few episodes, even just of this this current incarnation. We have men, we have women, we have people who've committed violent crimes, we've had people who've committed fraudulent crimes. We have um, a mother who's abducted a child um, after a court was about to award custody to the father. We want all sorts of different stories to do on a human interest level, but the one, you know, the one thing they have in common is they leave in their wake as a series of victims who desperately need justice and resolution to this and a series of law enforcement agencies, both federal and local, who have been working day and night, sometimes years, maybe even decades, have never given up searching for these fugitives. And in this case, you know, these law enforcement agencies know, obviously, the power of social media, the power of the crowd. Um, and many of these cold cases sometimes only come, you know, finally find resolution because somebody out there sees something and says something. I'm sure that the viewers are going to write in and, and send messages and use social media to say, do more of this kind of case, do more of that kind of case. And I remember after, you know, major hurricanes, you know, six, seven, eight months later, you'd see that there were companies out there that had defrauded people. So there's yeah. really such a huge range of cases that you can do. And I wouldn't be surprised at some point if someone says, hey, people have been scammed on things related to COVID, like vaccinations or, you know, spending money on things that they didn't get. It's, you know, the 2021 cases are, are going to be new and different than what people have seen in the past. Well, and remember, with the, all the technology that we're talking about that makes this show so different and 
we think, dramatically more powerful when it comes to finding these fugitives, a lot of these tools are being used by criminals to scam people. So it's, um, you know, there's a whole new world out there. And one of our early stories does, in fact, uh, involve a suspect who, you know, a pair of suspects actually in Hawaii who scammed a lot of elderly senior citizens, some of them cancer patients, out of their entire life savings and their homes, and then staged the most audacious escape I think I've ever seen. So those those kinds of fraudulent crimes, you know, are huge and often yeah. have many, many victims. We yeah. have um, actually one, one more uh, interesting layer on this first season. We have two wanted married couples, which is uh, which is interesting because you know then you've got you know the the pair of them together to look for. So that's that'll be uh, th- those are two really interesting cases. I don't remember any any cases like that from the past, but America's Most Wanted has a tremendous legacy and a dedicated audience. And you'll probably remember that only four days after the premiere in 1988. They had their first capture of an FBI 10 most wanted fugitive, a guy named David James Roberts. That's yeah, I mean, it's great. it's incredible. Yeah. Um, I think over the years, there were uh, 17 of the FBI's 10 most wanted. Do you think that this is something that is going to happen again with the new partnerships that you're creating? Gosh, we hope so. It's hard to replicate that kind of dramatic success, but I think it's it's always possible. If people watch, somebody will see. I mean, it's important to remember these fugitives, they didn't move to the moon. There's some place. There's some place in this world or some place in this country. Someone is seeing them every day and dealing with them every day, whether they're working with them or selling them groceries or sitting at the same restaurant they're sitting in. I mean, somebody sees these people because there's some place. If we get enough people watching, those crimes will be solved. Those fugitives will be found. And that justice will be, you know, given to these victims. I'm excited to have that phone call come in, you know. I don't know when it'll be. If, is, will it be four days after our, our first air? <laughs> first I'm not sure. We just don't really know that. But I, I am looking forward to that first phone call that says... Guess what? The U.S. Marshals, you know, they just caught, you know, so and so, and it'll happen. It'll happen in this in this first season. Uh, when I don't know, but it's it's going to be really exciting. I, I think you're going to get it by a text message, a private tweet. I don't necessarily think it's going to be a phone call because that's what 21, 2021 is about, the technology, and and of course, America's Most Wanted, obviously dealing with such important, serious topics, but there's there's still kind of a, a lighter side. There was a fun fact about America's Most Wanted that there were some pretty big stars um, who got their first jobs on America's Most Wanted, crime recreations or reenactments, including actor, writer, and director Elizabeth Banks, two cast members from The Sopranos, Edie Falco, Vincent Pastore, CNN's Allison Camerata, and Ashley Banfield, as well as Annie's Tom Morris, that were all uh, correspondents earlier in their careers. Do you think that um, there will be some people that kind of go through the show? Is that something that could possibly happen with the dramatic recreations that the new America's Most Wanted will be doing? Maybe. You know, there, there's certainly a possibility. Um, as I said, we are doing, you know, recreations. So we have had, you know, in this first season, dozens and dozens of, of actors portray everything from the fugitives themselves to... Um, uh, you know, the, the victims or family members of victims or, you know, police investigators. So um, that's certainly possible that, you know, somebody who's just beginning their their Hollywood acting career now uh, will become, you know, a huge, a huge star in the in the in the flashing lights um, 
down the road. Uh, you know, here was a re- here's a really interesting story. I was on set for the shooting of one of our recreations. This was, I don't know, three, several weeks ago. And the actor uh, who was playing the, the bad guy came up to me and introduced himself and said, when I found out that like I was going to be an actor on America's Most Wanted, and when I found out that I was playing, you know, this such and such character, he said, I did a bunch of research and I pulled up news articles and I, and I wanted to nail the guy. I wanted to really capture his essence and who he is and how he acted, because the better I do that as an actor, the the more clues the audience gets and and could potentially help track them down. So that was a really interesting little little anecdote from uh, from being on set back a few weeks ago. But who knows? Maybe we'll maybe we'll have some stars you know pop out of this show. That's that's great. I mean, one other little fun fact is sometimes the casting for the recreations was so good that the show had to give letters to the actors on the America's Most Wanted stationery because they were getting pulled over, arrested, people were seeing them. And it's like, no, 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 I was only oh the God. actor in an America's Most Wanted reenactment. So you might have to have some of those those letters ready to go. That's so funny. Elizabeth, can you just remind everyone of the time and place that viewers will once again be able to do something about crime from wherever they are? Yes, Monday nights on Fox at 9 p.m., Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, is your chance to help somebody find justice. These law enforcement agencies who worked very, very hard and very, very long on finding these fugitives and for the victims of those crimes to finally have justice and resolution in their cases. So Monday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central. Amazing. Can't wait to watch. Well, thanks again to Elizabeth Vargas and John Farrakhani for giving us an inside look at the return of America's Most Wanted. Be there as Elizabeth Vargas hosts America's Most Wanted, Mondays at 9, 8 Central on Fox. Making the Case Inside America's Most Wanted is produced by Three Seas Inc. and Empire Media. Special thanks to producer Brian Leonard and executive producers Bram Weinstein and Lee Conan and recording engineer Adam Ruhner. I'm your host, Avery Mann. This episode and others are available wherever you get your podcasts. 